0: Welcome, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the sun, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast we simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. and then on Wednesday nights at 6 30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services and if you need to get more information on the church you can go to calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready today we'll be in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verses 8 through 14 as we begin this verse-by-verse study. The title of this sermon is Where Are You? Part 2. This is the first half of a two-part study. Genesis chapter three. Let's uh, tonight we're actually uh, continuing the point of as, as we look at the the beginning of the mess, how it all started, and um, one of the things that we we know is where we left off. We left off where sin had happened. Adam and Eve had a- eaten of the fruit, and and now God is is. Uh, shown up in verse 8 it says and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden that's a great verse when you think about it that you have something that probably happened daily with Adam and Eve is, is God would walk with them and spend time with them daily but this is going to be it with it because sin has happened. God, at this point, we know that we talked about it as a uh, Christophany of of Jesus walking with him. And uh, you know, I, as we look at that, one of the things I love about that is is a lot of times when people are first coming to know Christ, they don't realize that Jesus was in the Old Testament, that He made appearance in the Old Testament. And, uh, and that's one of the moments that he did. And one of the things I have to ask you is, how is your walk with God? If God is wanting to spend that time with Adam and Eve and uh, wanting to uh, uh, have that moment with them each day, how is your walk with God? That's something that we hear Christians say all the time. It's kind of a christian thing. I can't stand that. You're a follower of Christ. And as a father of Christ, you should have a walk with God. Because when we don't have a walk with God, what happens is you're being controlled by the things of this world. You're being controlled by your emotions and your feelings. You're being controlled by a choice of, of choosing to spend time on other things besides the Lord. And people will, will come in and their marriage is in turmoil, or the kids are rebellious and They're just struggling and you ask, the first question you ask is, how's your walk with God? Where's your time in the Word? How do you spend time with God? Adam and Eve is going to lose this at this moment because of sin. But the Lord God called to man and said to him, where are you? Where are you? And we, I'm not going to beat that up again But you know what, he didn't hold Eve responsible, he held Adam. As much as the world wants to get rid of the patriarchy of of a husband and a wife and a father, there's a role that we play in our homes that are so important that our kids need, that our spouse needs. And whatever happens in your home God holds the man responsible. That's, that's how it is. He's put that responsibility on us. And that can be hard at times because when I when I look at that and I say, man, that's... I look back at my life and my marriage and, I, and the trouble I made with my kids. It was my fault. And I'm going to have to sit and answer to God about... How I, how I led my family. Now I'm forgiven. I know I'm going to heaven. But every action, every word, I have to answer for those things. That sin has, has been forgiven, but I still have to deal with the, the consequences of me, the way I treated my kids. I see my adult kids, and, and what's sad is my adult kids came to faith late in life, 15, 16, 17, around that age, 14, 15, 16, 17. And they struggle. Their foundation is not set. There are times when they're they're doing really good, but then life hits them. And they struggle. And 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 you know the reality of it is, is y'all saw Matt was here. On on Sunday, that's a kid who grew up in church. That's a kid who has a foundation. I love my kids. All of them, they all love God. They've all given their heart to God. But when when you don't grow up in it, man, you get hit. It's hard. It's hard. But God wants that relationship with you. He wants to walk with you. But He is going to ask you, where are you? Where are you? verse 10 he said and he said i heard a sound of you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and hid myself adam which is sad because he's in his guilt he's in his shame he's in a state of fear because he's been he knows that he's sinned and he's hiding himself from god We know that there are four things that Adam says. First, he says, I heard the sound of you. He heard the voice. That sinful condition that you can't escape. You know when you do wrong. He said, I was afraid. The great fear that happens when somebody realizes that they're guilty of their sin. I was naked. And it's a reminder to us that God alone is the right to judge men. I hid myself. And that's the funny thing. You can't hide from God. The culture wants you to think you can hide from God, but you can't. There's not a place you can go to hide from from God. In verse 11 it says, and he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? First thing first is, is God knew exactly where Adam was. He's omniscient, he's, he's, he's all knowing, he's, he's, he's everywhere at the same time. And, and, the, and the, the next question he asked him, who told you you were naked? He doesn't need to know the answer. He knows. Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? These are rhetorical questions that are coming from God. Adam is ashamed. And that's what sin brings us is shame. That's why he's hiding. And sadly, we see the culture of Hollywood, whether it's, whether it's music or, or, or movies or, or politicians or whatever it is, They want you to think that there's no shame in your sin. That you can do whatever you want. We see sin happens to Adam and Eve and they try to hide as well. And then they tried creating garments of fig leaves. And again, that's man's way of trying to hide from God and and fix his sin problem. It's man's attempt to religion. They put on the fig leaves to hide their sin, and we do the same thing. We mask our, 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 our sin like, a, like that word hypocrite. The word hypocrite means that you actually put on a mask. You're not actually being who you say you are. They knew they had to hide themselves because they were naked. They knew that they were in sin. And that's what sin makes you do. It makes you hide yourself. You try to deceive people to make it seem like you got everything figured out, like everything's good to go. And God isn't deceived. All God wants you to do is to turn and repent. And choose to follow Him. It's funny you have those commercials, remember back in the day with Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Basically, most of those commercials were full of people doing sinful things, having affairs, doing all kinds of stuff, but it stays in Vegas. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. God knows. It's front page news in heaven. God knows. Let, what we do is we we actually project like everything's good I, I've said this before in our marriage everything was fine any of my wife's girlfriends they thought I was the perfect husband but as soon as they got into those closed doors it was a different man that lived behind those doors very angry verbally abusive but as soon as I walked out the doors, I knew how to put that smiling face on and that mask on, and I put on the fig leaves. And I was something that I wasn't. I couldn't be honest about who I was because of my sin. And what if you say, well, you know what, that's not me. I have never been to Vegas. How about, how about your, uh, your social media? Like if I was to go to your social media, because I've seen this before, and it, and it bothers me. I've seen people where they, te- they got all these great pictures and family pictures, and everything's, like everybody's smiling, and it's like all oh, the family's together, and we love each other, and it's chaos. That's not what's being portrayed. Online, You have you're your, your, your putting the fig leaves out. Like everything's great. You're hiding the stuff that's going on it's not the life that you're actually living. You're covering it up with fig leaves. Do you honestly think you can hide that stuff? You can't it always comes it's brought to the light all the time. in Psalm 139 verse 7 verse 12 says, "Where shall I go from your spirit?" Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. This is David talking. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. If I take my wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there you shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is is bright as the day, for the darkness is as the light with you. There's no place you can go to hide from God. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it's one of those verses that says, I will never leave you or forsake you. God's not giving up on you. He didn't give up on me. I was in a very dark, dark place, and that light shined through. Jonah tried to hide from God. In Jonah chapter 1, verses 8-12, to it says, Then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us, and what is your occupation? They're getting thrown around the sea. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in a boat in a storm. It is not a fun place to be. There's nowhere you can hide in a storm. <laughs> it's, it's tough. And here they are. They're trying to figure out, they're going to each of their gods. they are false gods, and they're trying to figure out, well, if we pray to this god, maybe the storm will relent. And there's Jonah asleep down in the bottom of the hole of the boat. And they wake him up, and they tell him, tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country, and, uh, and of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then he said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous, And he said to them, Pick me up, and hurl me into the sea, then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Jonah thought he could hide from God. And, and that's the thing with our sin. Like when we try to hide from God, it creates problems for everybody else. It, your sin doesn't just affect you. And I love the fact that it, it talks about Jonah being hurled. <clears throat> like you can't hide. They just throw him out. Hey, you, you got to go, bro. You can't outrun God. In verse 12, it says Then the man said, The woman who you gave to me. To be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. So the first thing we do is we hide in shame, right? The second thing we do when we're in sin, we blame. We deflect. Not my fault. It's the woman you made, the woman you gave me. Not only does he blame the woman, he blames God. He blames God. The circumstances that I'm in, it's not my fault. It's because of my parents. It's because this thing that happened to me in my childhood. It's because I grew up in this neighborhood. Stop blaming people. Stop deflecting. We blame everybody. That's what's wrong with this culture today is we blame everybody for our mess. You just shot up a whole house full of people. It's your fault. It's your sin. That's because my mom wasn't there. Dude, wake up. Stop deflecting. Stop blaming. Own your stuff. We pass, pass blame in this society left and right, we do it all the time. I have to steal because I'm poor. No, you don't. There are other people that live in the same neighborhood you live in and don't do it. You don't have to. You chose to. We blame. I and mean, Adam even blames God. We have to stop projecting our blame and start owning our sin. I can remember uh, a guy that I, over time, over the years, have been ministering to him, talking with him. and He finally got upset one day at work, and his boss fired him. and And he cursed out his boss, and he had to be <laughs> escorted out by security after he tried to swing at his boss. and he, And it, it's the 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 deflecting that happens at that moment where he's like, well, my boss spoke to me like this and you can't talk to me like that. I got angry or they think to themselves, well, I'm in the sin because the devil tempted me. No, dude, you blew up. That's your fault. They forget that they've talking to you over a six month period and they had gotten written up six months ago for their anger. You have sin. And you try to blame it on the high school that you were in or your father. My father was an angry man. Guess what? Joined the club. I lived with an alcoholic, angry father who was violent. And then when my mom and dad divorced, she picked a, a drug addict who was physically abusive to me. Get in line. It, let me tell you something. When I walked out the house at 17, Everything from that moment was my sin because I, I choose to walk out of that house. And everything that I did in my marriage with my kids was my fault. It wasn't my mom's fault. It wasn't my dad's fault. It was mine. We have to own that. We don't, we don't hide it. We don't, we don't deflect it. We don't, we don't try to blame other people. I love David because David actually deals with the sin when he when he he's caught and, and it's it comes out. I mean, homeboy got somebody pregnant, he had an adulterous relationship, then he tried to get the guy to the, hey, let me get you drunk and so we can hide it. Then he ended up getting the guy killed on the battlefield. Had somebody murdered. And then David in Psalm 51 talks about his sin. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and do what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. David was clearly wrong when he had the affair with Bathsheba. And then he ends up having uh, her husband killed on the battlefield. And the reality of it is, it's like David doesn't blame anybody. He didn't say, hey, my dad worked me as a kid. I was child labor. I was out in the fields doing shepherd's work. I deserve to have some fun. I've been at war. He wasn't blaming anybody. He owned his sin. And that's the same thing for us. We have to own it. Peter had to deal with his. In Luke chapter 22, verses 61 and 62, it says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Peter knew he was was at fault. So Adam, he has the fellowship broken and sadly he's hidden in shame and now he's blaming Eve and God. (laughs) It's the woman you gave me. God gave you the specific what was supposed to be done and remember I told you, we don't know in the context of scripture, we don't know if Adam didn't get it correctly from God we know God gave it correctly to Adam, but we don't know if, if Adam got it wrong because men don't listen. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We have to own that. I went to dinner with my family last night. Not one phone was pulled out. We're not doing that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have ask you to dinner to spend time with your phone. The worst thing in the world is for me to be in my phone or on my tablet or doing something and my wife is trying to talk to me. And the next question out of her, and this is, I know I'm in trouble. Are you listening? No. Let me put the tablet down or let me put the phone down and let me listen. That's the same way we do God. Especially men. So we don't know if Adam got it wrong. We don't know if Adam conveyed it wrong to his wife, Eve. (laughs) Maybe he didn't give it correctly. Right? We're not known for giving great directions or maybe he messed that up. Maybe Eve didn't get it right either. We don't know. But there is definitely a communication breakdown between Adam and Eve. And it's so quickly do we want to hide in shame from our sin, and we want to blame people. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, it says, "If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His uh, Son, cleanses us all from uh, from all sin." If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to, make, and to cleanse us from all, our, all unrighteousness. If we, have, if we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. When you confess your sins, you're forgiven of your sins. You, you repent, you follow God. You turn to God. All that is is you're, It's that 180 that we've talked about so much. It's like you're, you're, you're turning away from that sin and you're turning to God. And that's who you're going to follow. But let me tell you something. When you make that turn to follow God, you're still going to be a sinner. Your past, your present, your future sins are forgiven, but you still need to be, be confessing on a daily basis. Don't let that stuff continue to hide in your heart. And you start covering it, you're putting fig leaves over it. Trying to hide it. Let that stuff come out, repent, and deal with it. In Luke chapter 18, 18 verses 10 through 14, it says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisees with the other a tax collector. The Pharisee uh, standing by himself prayed thus God I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners unjust adulterers or even like this tax collector homeboy's there to pray and what does he do? He's like hey Lord I'm not like I'm not like not even like this tax collector that's right next to him. I'm not like that guy. But I love what the tax collector says because he goes into it Now, the Pharisee says, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. And that's just like what we do on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Oh, man, look at my beautiful life. Look at what I'm doing. Let me put the filters on the way I look so I can get the best shot of my face. That's not who you are. I think sometimes the most beautiful thing about my wife is when she has no makeup on. She's beautiful. But then you put these little shiny things on the... And it's like... That's not you. That's why you look at some of these people in Hollywood and they've done so much stuff to their face and they, they can't even make an expression. Right? They don't even make an expression anymore. But that's what we do. Just like the Pharisees. I I, I fast twice a week. I give tithes all that and we do the same thing with our faith. Hey Lord, I do this, I do that. What about that sin over there? What about that stuff you've been watching? When are you gonna deal with that? I don't care about that other stuff. It's all burnt offerings, all of it, because you've got sin that needs to be dealt with. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven But beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He was being straight up. Lord, I'm a sinner. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Fatigue from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine, and you'll you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions, or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.